Talent KO brought to you by Anchor and like always we appreciate you for finding us before we get started we got to give a few shout outs to the Anchor fam the Go Baller FFS show who learned me how to spoke today shit the porch the homies over at Medicine Remixed and the new listener thank you for the comment the homie Marlon we're checking you out man sounds good we're gonna be checking you out some more uh, in today's podcast we're talking NBA, we're talking Major League Baseball awards, and maybe, just maybe, we'll get into some NFL talk. Let's go. All right, let's talk NBA first. Here are my thoughts so far about the NBA season. What the fuck is up Boston strong? My goodness. Five minutes into the season, you lose your key free agent acquisition. And you lose the first two games of the season, and now you've won 14 in a row, and you beat my dubs last night in the Garden. Man, um, that defense they play is solid. They held the Warriors to under 90 points. I mean, the Splash Brothers were missing open shots, too. But hey, right now I'm looking at that like, I gotta give the Celtics props. Props to the Boston Celtics for coming back and winning 14 in a row after what they suffered in that first game of the season. And you got a not so healthy Kyrie got banged up in the face a couple games ago. I'm still a Dubs fan, but damn, Boston strong. What the fuck? I hope you guys keep it going and you really give the Cavaliers a run for their money and we get to see you guys in the NBA Finals. Not taking anything for granted as a Warriors fan, assuming we get back there. There's still work to do in the West, and I'll get to the West in a little bit. But shout out to Boston. Damn, what the fuck? They got D. They seriously got D. I mean, they got a bunch of long-ass young dudes that just be going and and shutting people down. I mean, they're they're unproven. They're young. But the way that they play defense and their length could give the Warriors fits in a series if they were to play each other in a series. Just saying. Styles make fights. I don't like the fight that the Celtics give the Warriors. They don't got the offense to keep up with the Warriors. The only team that the only couple teams that could have the offense to hang out with the Warriors. The Rockets will get to them. Maybe OKC, Cleveland if they get it going. But those teams don't have D like the Dubs do. The Celtics D is so good that it makes up for their lack of um, proven offense as it pertains to them going against the Warriors and trying to keep up with them. That was scary. Moving on. What the fuck is up with the Houston Rockets offense? My goodness. 90 points in the first half against the Suns? Damn. CP3's first game back since the first game of the season when he got hurt. And he did his thing. Harden had like 30 points in the first half. Goodness. Goodness. Houston got offense for days. But they ain't got no defense, though. They gave up 64 points in the first half to Phoenix. But they scored 90. What the fuck? Houston offense. And then on the... Man, what the fuck? Phoenix Suns defense. Why are you giving up 90 points in a half? That's like them... That's like them playing five-on-zero basketball for the length of the half 
Like you guys weren't even out there. Like were you did you get the memo? What what were you doing? How do you give up ninety points? Man, man. That's that's terrible. I don't know what y'all doing out there. Devin Booker's a baller. Y'all got some nice little offensive pieces, but damn. We'll see what happens. Lonzo's playing. Lonzo Ball and the Lakers are playing against the Phoenix Suns tonight. I wonder if he's going to have a career high, considering they just continue to give up ass out there in Phoenix. Just saying. This could be coming up. Bye-bye one-and-done rule. They're talking about getting rid of the one-and-done NCAA go-play ball, one-year college ball before you go to the league. I don't know what they're going to do to replace it, if they're just going to scrap it, if they're going to make it two years. Are they, could they make it one year college ball, um, one year developmental league? I don't know how they're going to do it. The debate is a very good one to have. I mean, once you're 18, you're allowed to work as, as an adult, so there shouldn't be a stipulation on it. There's that end of it. But at the same time, when you're watching the, when you're watching the quality of the game, I guess before before they had the one and done rule and everybody was just coming out out of high school there were a lot of guys that were following Garnett's lead Kobe's lead and just thinking that they they had it they had what it took to come right out of high school and go to the league and not all those guys are like that Kobe's KG's LeBron's those are those are exceptional athletes not everybody can just go straight to the league like that with that being said when they're going to play one year college ball, I mean, what? They're not really going to school. How much are they really learning doing one, you know, lame duck year in college when they know that they're going to be going straight to the league on that end? Curious to see what happens. It's a possibility it happens. I want to know. Hit us up with your uh, your comments, your thoughts. What do you think they should do as far as the NBA is concerned with the one and done rule? And how do you think there is a fair way to to compromise? The NFL has two years. You have to be two years removed from high school before you're eligible to play in the NFL. That's a more physical sport. They, your body needs more time to develop. I get it. But the product on the uh, basketball, I love basketball, but there is a lot of fundamentals being missed in the NBA game that these kids used to get in college. Um, they have the developmental league. So do you let them skip college and go to the D-League? How do they work it out? You let me know what you think. Anchor, Cal and KO. K-A-L and K-O. We'll be right back. Cal and KO on Anchor. Let's talk a little bit more basketball before we move on to another topic. The season's still early, but let's let's just get into who we really think are legitimate contenders for the conference titles. We have the Dubs and the Cavs. They've both been to the finals three years in a row. First time it's happened in NBA history. So, and we've got a lot of good teams in the West. We know the West is typically stacked. And the East lost some uh, key players from their their conference that moved over to the West in this offseason. Um, so, we know there's some good teams out there. But which ones are really able to compete at the end of the day with the Dubs? And the Cavs. Let's start with the East because I just think that that list is a little bit smaller. Boston had the number one seed last season. Um, And I guess before we should start, I mean, of course, we know that Cleveland's not the number one seed right now. There are a lot of teams ranked higher than Cleveland as of right now in the season. But 
they've got people hurt. Isaiah hasn't even got with the team yet to start playing. They just lost Derrick Rose, apparently. So, and we know LeBron hits another gear as the season goes on. So we, we assume that Cleveland will figure it out. Um, and since they're the, the reigning conference champions, we give them the benefit of the doubt, and they're the champs until someone knocks them off. All right, so we'll start with Boston. I think that's their best challenge, even without Gordon Hayward. We know what Kyrie does. And after Boston beat the Dubs last night, I'm really a believer in that defense. And if they can figure out a way to get a little bit more offense as the season goes on in the event that some of these very high-powered offenses are just on. Sometimes a team, no matter how good the DU play is, some teams are just on and they make shots. So hopefully if they get some offense to go with that stellar defense that they already have, they could be the team that messes with Cleveland because Cleveland's D is non-existent. They should just be Cleveland, not duh, Cleveland, Cleveland. That's it. No D to their game. No style of D to their game whatsoever. And we got the Wizards. I love what Wizards are doing. John Wall is my son's second favorite player behind Steph Curry. Uh, but with him and Bradley Bill doing over there in the Wizards, they're like uh, Splash Brothers East. They could be. They could really hang with the Cavs and take them out. They're they're they've been prepping and grooming themselves for this as the seasons have gone on. They're getting better. They think they're ready. Detroit. I'm 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 good talking about the Wizards. I think they're right there. Um, the surprise team for me is the Pistons. Um, they're doing very well at the beginning of the season. I didn't see that coming. I'm not knocking them. I like that. Um, but will it continue? Van Gundy's a great coach. They've got some key players. Do they have the offense to get there? Do they have the defense to stop LeBron James? At the end of the day, when it comes to winning the Eastern Conference title, are you a good enough team to beat King James in a seven-game series? And most teams aren't built well enough to beat King James. Because it's not even about the Cavs. King James in a seven-game series. He's still a bad man. All right. Moving over to the west side. The Dubs are the champs, as they rightfully should be. And we've got some teams that are definitely going to be in contention to, to, to give them a run. I mean, I got, I got about five. We'll just keep it at five. If there's eight teams in the playoffs, there's five teams out of that eight that I think can give the Dubs um, that are worth talking about. Let's just put it like that. I mentioned Houston earlier. They got the offense for days, but will they have the defense? Harden is an animal. Chris Paul is a beast. We saw what Houston did the first time they played on opening day. They held their own. They give they give the Warriors fits because they can put up buckets with them. But when it gets down to a uh, half-court game, they've got two guys that like to handle the rock a lot. And then everybody else, they're just sitting around that three-point line like snipers. Do they have... And the Warriors can shift and switch. And they play really good D in a half-court setting. They normally lock people down in that situation. Will Houston still get those shots? I don't know. And then on the other side, will Houston be able to stop the Warriors from scoring in that situation? It'll be interesting to see. I said earlier, 
that I think OKC has got the formula to beat the Warriors. They haven't figured it out yet, but it looks like they might be turning that season. They might be turning the corner as as we go right now. They've got they've got three All Stars. Um, Westbrook is out of his mind. We already know what Melo does, and Paul George is in his prime and still getting better. If that makes sense, can't be still getting better, but in your prime. Who you know? You can correct me on that later. You get what I'm saying. Much respect for Paul George. But they're long. They've got offense. And they've got length on defense that could give the Warriors fits. And they gave the Warriors fits a couple years ago when the Thunder were up 3-1. When KD was still with the with the uh, Thunder. They have length. They play D. They've got offense to complement Russell Westbrook. Oklahoma City has the formula. If they can, you know, get that chemistry worked out as the season progresses, I still think Oklahoma City is the best chance to beat the Warriors in the seven-game series. Oh, I gave that up. I'll still give you my three other teams. The Clippers, what are the Clippers going to do? We don't know. We expect the Clippers to tank like they normally do. Um, that's that. And then the Spurs, we respect the Spurs enough to bring them up. Some will say that if Kawhi doesn't hurt himself in game one, that the Spurs win that game and they could possibly win that series last season. I see that argument. Kawhi's not back yet. They're still balling right now. LaMarcus Aldridge, Aldridge is doing his thug thizzle out there. But I'm just really starting to see the Spurs as old and slow. And I just, I think, the, I don't, I don't think that they can hang with the Dubs in a seven-game series. Again, Kawhi's a beast. A silent assassin Aldridge comes up short in those moments we got we, we can stop Parker we can stop Ginobili Patty Mills is okay you see I'm saying we like I'm on the dubs which I'm not um, but I think we got an answer for San Antonio I think San Antonio uh, they're just about at the end of it but I say that and then Popovich being the great coach that he is and they being a good or- organization that they are they find a way to figure it out I mean, Rudy Gay's over there. He's doing his thing. They still got Gasol. They've got the parts. I just think that we're faster than them. And at the end of the day, that speed and the efficiency that we play with, even though the Spurs are just as efficient, I think the speed and efficiency that the Dubs play with will beat San Antonio. And a good key of what I'm saying right now is Oklahoma City is playing the Spurs tonight. The game is just about to start, and it'll be very interesting to see what happens in this game. How well will this, the Thunder be able to compete with the Spurs right now so early in the season while they are still working out their chemistry issues? How well will the Spurs play against this Thunder team without Kawhi Leonard in the lineup still? Interesting to see. And then the last team I got on my list in the West Western Conference is the Memphis Grizzlies, a team that roster-wise doesn't look like they should be as good as they are. Uh, but they've sped up their offense, and they've already beaten the Dubs this year. And they normally tend to beat the dubs when they play them. Styles make fights, man. And Memphis has always given the Warriors fits. All of this being said, I don't see them beating the Warriors in a seven-game series, assuming everybody's healthy. That's always the big assumption. We, you know, all with when it comes to all of this talk, assuming everyone's healthy, what's going to happen? And that's the interesting part. That's why they got to play the games. That's why we got to see what's happening. Some of these teams that are disappointing me in the West, I'll speak on those real quick, that should be doing making more noise considering the talent that they have. 
New Orleans, man, you got Boogie and you got Anthony Davis down there. What the hell are you guys doing? Get it together. Just saying. You guys should you guys should be balling when you got two studs down there like that. Minnesota, what's going on? Butler, Wiggins, Carl Anthony Towns, some other parts. You guys should be doing a lot better. Let's see what you guys got. Get it together. Let's keep pushing. Lakers, y'all still a little young and light in the ass, but we love y'all. We ain't Laker haters over here. Keep it West Coast, West Side. But hey, get it together. Get a little consistency to your game. And that's where we'll leave it at that. Cali KO on Anchor. Cali KO on Anchor. Uncle Meech, thanks for the call and the perspective. As, uh, as you were talking about the NBA's one-and-done rule and how they're reevaluating that situation... Um, you you touched on a few good points, man. Um, and when when it gets to it affecting the underdevelopment of the players, I do think that the time that they're not spending in college, most of them, not all of them, um, in in the as far as basketball is concerned, when they're not spending that time in college and they're just going straight to the league, it does in a way affect their. Uh, development, but I I don't feel one type of way either way about the NBA's decision on whether they keep it or they get rid of it or how they're going to change it. I agree with you that there are a lot of players that have had very successful careers in the NBA. And just to piggyback off of what you were saying, you know, you mentioned Sean Livingston, which is my boy, uh, as far as he's on the Dubs. But you know, there were a lot of other players that went straight from high school to the league and played for a while Jermaine O'Neal Tracy McGrady just got inducted into the Hall of Fame Rashad Lewis had a good uh, good career made a lot of money there are a lot of players that did it um, <clears throat> so I do agree with you there uh, but at the same time when you get a, a Rashad Lewis or a Jermaine O'Neal you get a Sebastian Telfair who was a good player but he probably could have did some use with a year or two in college before coming straight to the league. Or you get Kwame Brown, who played a, played some years, but he was the number one overall pick. He didn't he didn't nearly do anything as far as what was expected of him being the number one overall pick. So I can see the I can see the argument going both ways when it comes to the time they uh, the time that they the owners being uh, want when it comes to evaluating their talent. Um, so I'm curious to see how they reevaluate the rule. I don't necessarily think that I don't know what they're gonna do. I can see why they would want to get rid of it and just let them have the opportunity to go straight to the league. But then I can understand them coming up with something else. Because remember, at that time, there were a lot of guys that once Kobe and KG and LeBron and Jermaine O'Neal and T-Mac and all of these guys went from high school to the league, there are a lot of guys that had no business doing it, doing it. And then that's why they even came up with the one and done rule in the first place. So there was a reason for it. Um, but I, I see from a college standpoint, these kids are wasting their time going to, to college for one year getting incompletes on the campus when it comes to the grades just doing whatever they can do to stay eligible to play their ball and then get to the league 
So it's a waste for those guys that know for sure they're going straight to the league. It's a waste. Um, but there are some guys that it, going to college will do them some very good. Tyson Chandler, he went straight to the league after high school, and he's still playing in the game. And he's a defensive player of the year, NBA champion. He's got a very good resume. But had he gone to college, who knows? Maybe he would have learned an offensive game to go with that defensive game. When you're going straight from high school to the league, when you're going from amateur immediately to pro, when you've got some talent but you haven't worked on everything, um, but you're getting paid to do what you're doing, they're going to expect you to do what you do well. And if you get the opportunity to work on your well-rounded game, then cool. But they don't seem to have the patience for that. The ownership... The management, the coaches, they don't seem to have the patience for a player's production. If they're paying you, they expect you to do what you're doing. Um, so there's that end of it. And then on the other end, these players, this younger generation, they, they want what they want when they want it. They expect to go straight to the league and ball. But not all of them are ready to do that. So I don't, I don't know what they're going to do with the one and done rule. I'm curious. But Uncle Meech, I appreciate the call. Thank you for listening. We'll be checking you out. Let's talk some baseball. It's Cal and KO brought to you by Anchor. Let's talk some Major League Baseball. What the fuck is Derek Jeter doing trying to big time Giancarlo Stanton like that? Huh? I don't get it. Okay, Derek Jeter is, is part of the new owner group that took over the Miami Marlins Giancarlo Stanton is their best player, all-star, just won the MVP award. The Marlins, before Jeter and his group came into the squad, they were uh, the team was talking about possibly trading Giancarlo Stanton, um, just putting him out on the market for, for, for the best offer. I guess they're in a rebuilding mode. That's what they do. They have good players, but they get rid of them. So now Jeter's part of this, and they asked him about Giancarlo Stanton and if they were going to trade him and things of that nature and he says well there's nothing to discuss about Giancarlo Stanton and I won't there's no reason for me to talk to him unless there's something to talk about and you know kind of had this tone to it and everybody knows Jeter is being Mr. Captain for the Yankees one of the most decorated ball players of all time played the game the right way was never known for being that kind of a big timer you know, snobby dude, but now he sounds like a typical owner. Derek Jeter, the ball player, probably would take offense to what Derek Jeter, the owner, is doing to the captain of that baseball team in in Miami. I'm just saying, what the fuck you doing, Derek Jeter? Are you trying to make it real easy for him to not want to be there? The, The city loves him. The players love him. He's putting up numbers. Why are you trying to be a little hater? I don't know. I'm just asking. But I want you to keep doing what you're doing, and then I'll explain that in a little bit, because I appreciate you. I think Giancarlo Stan's going to end up somewhere that I would really like him to be. Just my opinion. Moving on, let's talk awards. They gave out their awards this week. week. Major League Baseball did. They gave out the Gold Gloves. They gave out the Silver Sluggers, and then they gave out the three main awards, Rookie of the Year, MVP, Cy Young. Props to Aaron Judge in the American League, the New York Yankees. He's kind of 
the younger version of Giancarlo Stanton, even though he's bigger. They look like they are brothers. He won American League Rookie of the Year, set the rookie record for home runs in a season by a rookie. Props to him. Props to the Yankees. They look like they're going to be balling for years to come. They've got a lot of young talent, and they didn't go out and spend a bunch of stupid money to get their talent. And in the National League, the Rookie of the Year went to somebody on that team that I can't stand, the Dodgers. So I'm not so happy for him or that team. I'm not a Dodger fan. You guys get it. In uh, the Cy Young Awards, the American League, it went to Kluber from the Indians and then Max Scherzer on the the Washington Nationals. They're both beasts. There's no complaints there. It could have went any way between Kluber and Sale in the American League or between Scherzer, his teammate Strasburg, San Diego State alumni, shout out to San Diego State, or uh, that left-handed pitcher from that team that I don't like to talk about that wears number 22, um, you know, Mr. Kershaw. I'm glad he didn't win. Shout out to Scherzer. Shout out to Kluber. And then for the MVP, the American League won, uh, winner of the American League MVP went to Jose Altuve. Little Mighty Mouse. Five, six with his cleats on. Hitting home runs. Batting average. Leading in every good category as far as contact hitting is concerned. They won the World Series. Can't be mad at that. Had Mike Trout not got hurt. For a extended period of time of the season, that award probably would have went to Mike Trout, but it's still well-deserved for Jose Altuve. And in the National League, Giancarlo Stanton, the guy I was just talking about who's on the trading block, for his, the best player on his team on the trading block, he just won the National League MVP. Um, congratulations, man. Just so you know, I'm a Giants fan, and um, we have a history of enjoying big, strong power hitting left fielders out there in the Bay Area. So won't you go ahead and let Derek Jeter trade you. Wave your no trade clause and won't you come on up to the Bay because the Giants have the money to pay you and they would love to have you. I'm just saying. You heard it here first. Giancarlo Stan's coming to San Francisco, y'all. He's going to be a Giant. It's going to be an even number baseball year and you know how we do in the even numbered, even numbered seasons. We win titles. Let's go. I'll get off my soapbox now. Cal and KO minus KO talking baseball because KO really don't care about that. And that's what I do. Deuces. What's the password? Dodgers suck. What's the password? Dodgers suck. What's the password? Dodgers suck. Good kid. Dodgers suck.